Welcome to Sarah's Shorts, pocket-sized stories for the soul. I'm Sarah, and I'm tall. The only thing short about me are my podcasts. Sarah's Shorts is the podcast version of my blog, All Things Work Together, where I tell life stories with a purpose. Often faith-based, usually humor-laced, always worth a listen. Or that's my goal anyway. Thanks for joining me. Today's post is titled, I failed, but you can save money and skip these 10 troubles. Well, eight of them anyway. My anguish was real, but Jenna laughed. You're doing all this just to avoid paying an extra $33 a month? Jenna marched in place as we waited for the cars to pass in the pre-dawn darkness before jaywalking across 8th Avenue. Her words marched into my head. You're doing all this just to avoid paying an extra $33 a month. It was no longer a question. At what real expense? That was the question. I had been detailing my torment in purchasing a new phone as Jenna and I wove our way through the health club's parking lot to our usual walking route. If I had purchased a phone from my cell phone provider, I would have had to upgrade to an unlimited data plan. Together, my husband and I barely use one gigabyte of data. So I compared phones and prices and cell phone plans, frankly. I purchased an unlocked one online, and then I moved all of my data myself. Why not put some time and effort, two of my troubles, into to avoid paying nearly $400 more a year for something I didn't need? And I got a better price on the phone. So everything went as planned, except that my new phone was dead the day after I loaded all my data. That brought me my third trouble, frustration. My phone refused recitation. Trust me, I tried. I plugged it into the charger. 15 minutes later, it was at 2%. Hmm, that seems slow. I mean, slow. A few minutes later, I checked it again, and it had drained back to 0%, and the phone was very hot. What to do? I mean, besides unplug it. Well, obviously, my fourth trouble, fear, right? This phone, which I couldn't charge, still had all my contacts and conversations, apps and passwords, even my banking information. I couldn't remove my data, but maybe someone else could. I reached out to the seller with my concern before starting the return process. He said he would wipe it with a magnet when in his possession and had me send all the identification numbers on the phone and box. Still, it would take three weeks or more, he said, for the phone to reach him. Who would encounter my phone in the meantime? That was what was on my mind when I told Jenna my cell phone saga. I hadn't even considered the anguish returning the phone might present. Enter troubles number five and six, aggravation and anger. Despite Amazon's next business day return confirmation, UPS didn't pick up the package three days in a row. I had to have a chat with Amazon and make a call to UPS. 
All of it made it clear that the pickup wouldn't happen without my intervention. So I had Amazon send me the label so I could simply hand the UPS driver the package myself as he tried to slip out of my office building without visiting the mailroom. When I handed it to him, he just glanced at it. He didn't scan it or provide any confidence at all that he would handle my package with care. No, he tossed it onto his cart with miscellaneous stuff, the big empty canvas bag, and was that trash? I don't know, but he exited the building and troubles number seven and eight began, worry and self-blame. Why hadn't I taken it to the UPS store and gotten a receipt? I imagined all the ways I might have to prove that I'd sent the phone. Our receptionist was aware of the exchange. We did have security cameras, but would the building keep the video long enough for me to prove my case? Enter troubles nine and 10, tears and self-deprecation. I tried to put it out of my mind, but when I got home, Steve asked about the phone of all times, right? I told him about the mangled package pickup. Did you get a receipt? I almost cried. No, I'm so stupid. I've been worried ever since. Maybe I did shed a tear then, but mostly I got busy preparing dinner on the outside. Inside, I was loading the worry train. By the time I was loading the dishwasher, I was in full-blown sob mode, begging God to give me confirmation that UPS had acknowledged receiving the package. Nothing. Steve sweetly tucked me into bed, kissed away my tears, well, I may have imagined that, and calmed my fears, at least in regard to displeasing him. I could still be out $600 plus. It will all work out, he said. Don't worry about the phone. I closed my eyes, reopened them to look at the give it to God and go to sleep sign on my dresser, said, it's yours, Father, and I did sleep. I awakened to an Amazon chart indicating the package was on its way because, of course, that was one of the first things I did when I got up. I looked. I will receive my refund when the phone arrives at the warehouse. Whew. Thank you, Jesus, was all I could say. Silly Sarah, on so many levels, was all I could think of myself and wonder, when will I so trust God in situations that I will be anxious for nothing when I've already let my requests be known to God in prayer and tearful supplication? When will I rest in God's peace, which the Bible admits blows my mind, and allow it to guard my heart and mind? Philippians 4, 6, and 7 in the New King James Version says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Such wasted time and emotional energy trying to save a few bucks. Of course, I might have invested just time and effort and made a significant savings had the phone not failed. But catch this. I also could have invested just time and effort 
even though the phone failed. And maybe frustration was inevitable along with more time and effort, but all that emotional energy, that fear, aggravation, angry, anger, worry, self-blame, tears, self-deprecation, and more worry, unneeded. God's peace, needed, so needed. So what now? I'm right back where I started, shopping for a new phone. And yes, Jenna, I'm still trying to avoid paying 33 extra dollars a month. Jesus, help. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening, please. You can find my written stories on my websites, All Things Work Together, located at sarahdagan.com. That's Sarah without an H. I hope you'll come back for more of Sarah Short's pocket-sized stories for the soul. Thank you.